MLB players are pissed after leaked email about negotiations in wage fight against the owners. Welcome to the show. And what's up, everybody? CT, I mean, Luis. We both went hatless today, unplanned, completely. Yes. What's going? What's happening? Like, is is, is this a good sign? You know, for me, it's how hot it is in my room. I actually have the fan on, which I normally don't do because I don't want the, the noise to come in into the microphone recording. But it's hot, man. The hat doesn't help. Uh, so I keep my hair up, you know, just growing it out. What about you? So for me, my wife just uh, took a turn at cutting my hair for the first time ever. I didn't let her do the top. So it's going to it droops here and there. Very curly up there. But um. Mm. And I didn't want to put a hat over it for today. It, f- it felt nice to feel the air. I've been wearing a hat during this quarantine. I think we're in week nine. I probably wore a hat for eight and three quarters of it. So this is the first time I've gone hatless in quite a while, to be honest. And it feels nice. I could feel the air hitting my head. You look nice, too. Thank you, man. You look you look great yourself. Did I ever mm. tell you that? I feel like you just trying to be nice. I am trying to be nice. Um, let So we have some headlines for you guys. We're going to get right into it. And yeah, so here it goes. The f- Yo, that's right. I was just going to jump into the other headlines, but we're going to talk about what you just teased. The livid email that has MLB players in a frenzy. They're what pissed. To do. Uh, so I was going to read through this extremely large article in the New York Post about the whole thing. Uh, MLB union wage war after potential smoking gun email emerges. So basically what I got from it, I don't want to go through this whole thing, Mm -hmm. is that uh, the players union is pissed because they feel like the owners are kind of forcing the hand uh, or they're, they're putting the pressure on the players as far as like what our point of view is because there was a a memo between the the players and the owners or the union and, and the owners Stating that, uh, the, you know, these are the terms we're, we're agreeing out. Pretty much more like a, a draft, I guess, that they're going to agree on about the amount of money that's going to be handed out. Yeah. And they stated that if, if it comes down to playing games without fans in the seats, that that will be renegotiated. So by releasing that, it kind of I guess it kind of points the fingers at the MOBPA for looking kind of like like they shouldn't be pissed at, at this renegotiation because it was already stated in the email. Right. They're mad that the that the owners did that. It's kind of Bush League because it's in the public eye. It's going to make them look bad. So um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, it sounds like the players are pissed off because uh, they feel like the the owners are negotiating in bad faith. Because they're kind of putting them in a corner as if to say that the players knew that this was going to happen if the, if the season was going to resume. So why are they in such why is there such an uproar? Um, but I think it's I think it's stupid. This is still a really stupid development. It, it's if people were very, so involved in reading MLB news and, and hopefully that's why you guys are listening to this or watching this being completely serious. Um, cause the, I feel like the average fan isn't sitting there and actually reading these things. I feel like they read the headlines and they just move on and that's fine. We're busy. I mean, it's the quarantine, no excuses, but we're busy. 
Um, so that's to be expected. But I think the, the owners understand that the fans are always going to take their side because we know how much players make. They're millionaires. Why would you feel sorry for a millionaire? But what we need to stop and remember is that these millionaires are being paid by ultra billionaires. And I'm not. that's not to villainize the owners or anything, but... We don't know what, what they the, make. We don't know what they make, and their their attempt here is to not. They're attempting not to have to open their books to the players so that they can see what it is that they actually make, so that the players can say a fifty fifty cut doesn't it isn't fair because you're you're really making out like a bandit here while we're taking the biggest you know sacrifice. You need to you need to sacrifice more. So the the owners are just kind of pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And I kind of wish that fans would pay more attention to this because I think that they would start siding more with the players who, who I feel like, you know, we should be siding with at this time. I think this is another ploy by the, by the, by the owners and they're taking a big chance because if yeah. people are actually paying attention, this could, this could really, you know, harm their side of the argument. Uh, John Heyman tweeted out explaining why MLB and team owners are looking to work out a new arrangement. Uh, he tweeted, MLB's position is that it will lose more money if they play games without fans and pay prorated salaries than if they don't play at all. Thus, owners are saying they will not pay prorated salaries. Uh, just going to be honest with you, I don't understand that sentence. I don't understand how they lose more money playing games without fans than by playing games at all really don't understand it um i think for some teams like you have the oakland a's uh which is going to be one of the headlines i could just remove <laughs> remove it from the headlines now um <laughs> the oakland a's just missed our, a 1.2 million dollar rent payment i don't know if that's monthly um so maybe for a team like the oakland a's or the tampa bay rays who are small market teams they don't generate as much income maybe most of the money that they make is through through fans ticketing tv deals shit like that but i i agree with you i it doesn't make sense i feel like as long as you're playing games lbb just signed a a multi-billion dollar deal tv deal prior to the season i think that gets distributed among all franchises um you know if if games are played they're going to be making money so and and the players are are, are not going to get paid as much as they would have been so i, I that doesn't make sense to me either i agree with and, you and and uh and I don't want to take sides here yet either because honestly, man, like we're all just, we just want baseball to start. I do want to side with the players. I really do. And I don't want to point fingers or anything like that. But why did we have to find out that it was in the terms of negotiation that every time, man, drop something, man. Things was, it your, was it your phone? <laughs> no, it was a PS4 controller, man. Those uh, things actually, you know, Still matter if they still matter if they hit the hit the, hit the floor pretty hard, Oof. but why is it that you know I almost feel like the MLBPA the fact that this was leaked and it was an email from March like why did, why are we finding out about the whole if games are played without fans these these type of uh, like the economics of of the sport have to be renegotiated like. Th I feel like you, you shouldn't they can't get mad at that because this is the first time I'm hearing it. For all I know, they they never wanted this to get uh released. So it's like both sides are kind of holding on to information. Yeah. Is what I is what I kind of feel like. So uh, I'm not taking the owner side or the player side. I'm just saying if if I was in this position, I can't get upset that information had to be leaked out in this in this manner. I can't I can't get upset at that. 
Yeah, I, gu- I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. But I, I still side with the with the players on this. I think. Yeah. You know, the deal was negotiated. I mean, the their their contracts were negotiated. They don't get paid if they don't play. If the season starts, you need the players to play games. Um, there will be a lot of TV money coming in because the ratings are going to be through the roof. And there is the possibility that there might be fans in the stands at some point this season still, like they do in the CPBL. There's fans in the stands now. Um, it's not it's not at full capacity, but what's going to happen then? Are we going to have another set of negotiations? And, and then we're going to have another possibility of a lockdown or another dispute between both sides. I think that the 50-50 offer is a starting point, and I think both sides are just, you know, holding tight as much as possible, but eventually one side will budge, and I think it's going to be the owners. I don't think the players are going to get everything that they want, but they're going to move the line a little bit because at the end of the day, the the owners need the players in order to, to make money. I just want people to realize that I feel like MLB has a good opportunity here to to catch some viewers because if we're the only sport ramping up activities before mm-hmm. basketball does people are going to watch basketball fans are going to watch baseball yeah there's a, there's enough baseball players out there young baseball players that are popular and people will watch so really hope it Pe- gets done people are watching the KBO games in the US so i mean you know i am so i feel embarrassed to admit this but i haven't seen one KBO game really i've seen some i've seen some i'm trying to see if i could find ratings for the KBO i've seen highlights but I can't see I can't see readings for the KBO. Um so yeah, we'll we'll keep we'll keep checking up on this. I, I do have to say, I mentioned I think yesterday or the day before that we almost talk about the Michael K show a little bit too much, but yesterday, last night after we finished our episode with uh with the Pinkle Files, um I while putting my daughter to bed, I put on my headphones and I was listening to the Michael K show and he he actually talked about how this is gonna get much worse throughout the week. That the negotiation is going to seem very bleak by the end of this week. But come next week, things are going to start to get better. And it seems like that's kind of what's happening right now. It seems like this is just the nature of negotiation. So hopefully yeah. hopefully we start getting some good news by next week. Because if they want to start the season by July 4th, they're going to have to start opening up uh, stadiums for workouts and stuff by sometime in June. Which is two weeks away. Um, wow. Which, by the way, is the perfect transition for headlines. Um, speaking of opening up stadiums for workouts and stuff, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays just announced that they're going to be opening up their stadiums for, I think, individual or like limited workouts for players. Um, so I think that that's a good sign. I think that if the Tampa Bay Rays, who's a very who's a small market team, is going to start opening up their stadium to players to come and work out and stuff. That must mean that there's, you know, there's some sort of indication, an indication that that the season is probably going to happen. Um, I don't yeah. know if that's how you interpret it, but no, yeah, that's, that's exactly how I interpret it, man. Good, good job, good reporting. Uh, okay, next headline. <laughs> I told you about the Oakland A's. So I don't need to show you the the Oakland Coliseum, but here's a Mike Trout rookie card. It just sold for nine hundred thousand dollars. It breaks the record for the highest-priced modern-day baseball card, and it's tied with uh, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, dual Logo Man card for the record uh, for the record for the most expensive modern-day card ever. Nine hundred thousand dollars for a baseball what? card. What card does it break? 
it's a Michael Jordan, LeBron James dual logo man baseball card. It's you know the MLB logo. Yeah. The guy with the bat. It's it's like a piece of cloth, I guess, from their jersey, and it's like a dual card. Like it's Michael Jordan and LeBron on the same card. You know why? Why are why are the greatest people of all time Mike's? Mike Trout, Michael Jordan, yeah. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Mike Tyson. Mike Iron Mike Tyson. Damn. Look at you. You're you're a fucking genius, man. But I I'm confused and and I don't want to spend too much time on this. But I'm confused because I thought that baseball cards selling at, at like this was pretty much like a thing of the past because back then not everybody had access to baseball cards or got to keep them. So they became sort of like a collector's thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Mike Trout has been beast ever since he came into the league. Who? How many of these cards are there not in circulation in the world that this card sold for nine hundred thousand dollars? Is that his real signature? I think it's that it's signed. I think that I think it has to do with all of that stuff. Um, I, I I still find that very very hard to believe. What I find hard to believe is the nine hundred thousand dollars for a baseball player who we just found out this offseason could possibly be taking i think testosterone as a therapy as a therapeutic exemption what if it comes out that mike trout is a steroid is a steroid user so that, i would i don't know if i would spend this much money on an elite baseball players think about all the elite baseball players that we know of over the last 30 years um aside from maybe ken griffey jr and Derek jeter and maybe ichiro i think that's it yeah, but uh, I almost feel like you know everybody knew Barry Bonds was on some sort of PEDs when he when he broke the home run record, and I think those baseballs, I think one of them went for like six hundred sixty thousand, six hundred thousand. I'm missing a zero. I don't know, but I, don't I think know, man. I think uh, I think Trout, if it turns out he is faking his way through through the Hall of Fame, he's still one of the most exciting players to ever play the game. So for sure. You know, I think, I, yeah, when it's all said and done, if, if he can continue this production for five more years, he's probably the greatest of all time. Um, and if we ever do find out that Trout is on an exemption list to take, like, HGH or whatever the hell he's on. I don't care. Can we just get a full list of everybody? I'm I don't even. the HIPAA rules, but can we just get a if MLB list? If MLB approved his use of it, then he's, he's fine. He's It's okay with me. I don't give a shit. I mean, I've I've said it before. I don't care that these guys uh juice. Just don't fucking lie to me about it. That's it. Like same. I got to I got to say I feel the same. Don't don't pull an A-rod and do the whole biogenesis bullshit. Throw your teammates under the bus, sue the MLBPA, sue the Yankees. Don't uh, make yourself out to <laughs> that, Not on Thursday. Uh, you know, don't you know, like just, 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 you know, don't be Roger Clemens and, and bully, try to bullshit your way out of it. Just say fuck it. Yeah, I, I took it. Who gives a fuck? Like, come throw a baseball 100 miles an hour and pitch for fucking 25 years and come win 353 games. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, people act like I could take, like I could inject myself with anabolic steroids and just step into a baseball field and hit 73 home runs. It doesn't work that way, people. It takes a very exceptional incredible a person to be able to do that and that's what those players are so step yep. the fuck off and if you don't like this turn the shit off i'm just kidding stick around hit that like button hold up actually you know what that's a good time to bring it up guys we actually <laughs> i know what you meant to do there and you know what that, this is a good time to bring this up 
our numbers keep rising on YouTube, so our subscribers have not. So if you're out there watching this for the third day in a row, second day in a row, whatever, just hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. We drop a video every day of the week. You might get a video on a weekend one of these days. We're only gonna get better. So just saying, we see our analytics, the numbers are rising, but not our subscribers or our likes. So you, please, man. please do us a favor. I'm gonna do it again for you. Please just hit that button. Mm. Um, okay. Next highlight, really dragging this on here. I don't have a picture for Manny Ramirez, but it turns out, according to John Heyman, a deal for Manny Ramirez hasn't materialized in the CPBL. Manram is still hoping to sign a deal by the second half of the season. I wanted to ask you a quick question. We're already way past the 10-minute mark, so who gives a fuck? Mm. Given that the universal DH rule is probably coming to baseball this year, could you see a team saying, eh, fuck it, like we're the... We're the Pittsburgh Pirates. We're not going anywhere this year. We could put some fannies in the seats. Let's sign Manny Ramirez for for a six month deal, five hundred k. Make him a DH. You know, I might be wrong about what with what I'm about to say, but doesn't he still have to come back and serve a hundred game suspension? <laughs> you might be right. You might be right, man. But thanks for just like taking that that well, uh, okay, idea. I'll, and... I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this: Would I? Yes, I would. If I was a team that did not generate a lot of revenue in terms of like popularity and views yes i would take a chance on a guy like manny ramirez i would take a chance on a rod to hit the three home runs he needs to get to 700 oh man yeah Honestly. This, this just this just shows how much of a a rod fan ct is he just got that number wrong he needs four more but i'll i'll, I'll let it pass um <clears throat> moving on uh <laughs> It's just, you know, three is his favorite number. (laughs) Tom Glavin joins the chorus of ex-players urging current players to take the deal. He says, even if if players were 100% justified in what they're complaining about, they're still going to look bad. Um, Whatever, Tommy. Tommy G. Um, I wouldn't even be able to tell that was Tom Glavin. He he looks like a a senator up there about to... <laughs> he does about to piss I, a lot of people I, off. He's he's not wrong. Like I think the player again. I think the players always lose the battle between owners and players when it comes to the 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 court of public opinion. The the public will always side with the owners, but that doesn't mean that it's right. And um, you got to fight for what's yours, man. That's why the player the MLB players union is the strongest union in America, pretty much because they're gonna fight for what's theirs, and they they have to you know continue. Yeah. Keep doing it, dog. All right, next. The Washington Nationals to hold a virtual ring ceremony, and they also have a two-part documentary, um, which will air this Sunday at 8 p.m. on Masson and the team's official website. So the ring ceremony is going to be virtual. You're going to be able to watch it on Masson, and then I believe the documentary airs, and it's about this this playoff run that they just went through. And it's wow. produced and it's produced by the team, so don't expect an objective look. It's gonna be, it, it's basically what I'm thinking it is. It's you know you know when a team wins a championship and SI releases like the cover and like a DVD. I think that's what the documentary pretty much is. I'll watch it. Except in this case, everybody had the Nats losing, looking dumb for signing Patrick Corbin's all that money. Yeah, and Howie and, Kendrick and old old ass Howie Kendrick in the in the playoffs and shit and and Bryce Harper just leaving and everyone being like, oh my god, the Nats, they're look how bad they are. Oh, yep. I'm a Mets fan. And the Shark. Oh, I love the Mets, and the Mets are better than the Nats so far, so I'm going to jump the gun like I do every season. <laughs> Fuck the Mets. 
Um, <laughs> you gotta stop that, man. There's some friends that really. So, off the back of the success of the Last Dance, ESPN orders a nine-episode docu-series called "The Man in the Arena." It's about Tom Brady and his 20-year run with the New England New England Patriots. I know I'm gonna watch for two specific episodes. Those two episodes, the ones in which the New York Giants stopped the Patriots from winning a Super Bowl. I just want to say that I really hope this isn't in the Jordan sense, like it goes back in time and then we're looking at 2005 and then we go back to like when Brady was a baby and all. Just give us like a very linear type of documentary. Also, uh, I'm upset that this is already getting worked on. I kind of wish that uh, things like this, like something like the Patriots, as much as you want to talk shit about how much they cheated, they, in terms of like sports, they're one of the all-time most popular teams ever. So I kind of wish, like the Bulls, they waited like 25 years to 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 release this. Uh, I kind of wish that this would age a little bit. Maybe Tom Brady retires. Maybe he makes it to the Hall of Fame. Maybe him being in the Hall of Fame or getting inducted to the Hall of Fame is part of that. And I also don't want this thing to be just like like Jordan's was, where it's just Tom Brady. I want Bill Belichick to have like a very a, a big influence on this as well. I want to hear everybody's side of the story. Can you imagine Bill Belichick in this? How boring he'll be? There's um, clips of Bill Belichick being normal and like yeah, pretty refreshing to watch. So. I hope they talk. They talk about his uh, enabling of of murderers and cheating and spying and shit. Um, moving on. Following up on that, uh, DeAndre Baker and uh, Quentin Dunbar story from last Friday. Since then, what's happened is some witnesses, quote unquote, have recanted their story. Um, so that's a B. Both players are, uh, are are pleading not guilty. And now C, DeAndre Baker suing Dunbar's lawyer for this Twitter post, which says, if according to the accusers, our client, Quentin Dunbar, lost a bunch of money earlier in the week at some gambling party, suggests he had motive, why did the organizer text Dunbar about not knowing about the prior about the prior party and what went down answer because he wasn't there um and apparently there was some more to this he's been uh this guy michael grico isn't that the guy from wall street um i used to work for a guy named michael grico that's so weird oh shit maybe it's the same guy you're thinking about mark gecko i think gordon maybe. gecko Gordon Gecko, yeah, you're right. Wow, good job. Proud of you for knowing I never that. Even wa- I never even watched that movie, but Jay Z mm. uses it in a line, so. I see. Anyway, uh, apparently he's been throwing uh, DeAndre Baker under the bus and saying some really horrible shit about him. So now DeAndre Baker is going after Dunbar's lawyer. So this shit just gets more twisted and and all that shit. So nine that's part, nine part docu series. Word. Yes. Dunbar and DeAndre Baker story. It's a movie. It's a movie right there. Um, and last but not least, I don't know if you guys watch this, but I went down a Twitter hole over the last couple of days, a rabbit hole. This Paul Pierce story is probably one of the dumbest stories, but it's it's funny. It's people are livid and I wanted to get your take on it. So um, he went on, I forget what show it was, and he listed who his top five players are. 
and he listed Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell, Magic Johnson, and Kobe Bryant, and left Kobe and left uh, LeBron James off the list purposefully. Um, and since then, people have been all over him, and and I so his his reason is because LeBron James never stayed with one franchise and built a team from the ground up and won multiple you know won, won multiple championships with that franchise whereas these players that he listed did um what do you think i think that i think lebron is to be honest with you kareem abdul jabbar might be one of the most underrated goats of all time like that guy really is the greatest of all time uh i think lebron would be third on that list I, I would be okay with him being third on that list so i think he should be on that list but at the same time you're looking at five of the greatest whether it's popularity like superstardom championships you're looking at five of the greatest of all time so who cares kind of like yeah kareem abdul jabbar are entitled to their own opinion he he holds the record for most points with thirty eight thousand three hundred eighty seven points all he time. Like five, he also has like five championships, doesn't he? With the Lakers, yeah. He he. Carl uh, Malone is second with with two thousand less points, and LeBron James is trailing by four thousand points. So LeBron James could feasibly, if he plays for several more years, could feasibly break that record. Not that that would make him the greatest of all time, but you're. So it's personal with Paul Pierce and and Kendrick per- Perkins came on uh, one of those shows and he explained how when LeBron James was a rookie, a lot of the veterans didn't like that he was you know so highly touted and people were already like putting him putting him up there with Kobe Bryant and stuff like that. So there was a game between Boston and the and the in, and the Indians, the Cavaliers, and Paul Pierce spit at the Cleveland Indi- at the Cleveland Indians. What the fuck I'm thinking about baseball at the Cavaliers bench. And and since then, LeBron James has had a beef with Paul Pierce to the point where when Paul Pierce finally – well, first off, anytime they faced each other, LeBron completely dominated Paul Pierce. And when Paul Pierce retired and they had the ring ceremony in Boston, they were facing off against the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron completely shut the fucking yeah, – Yeah, uh, they, they, they went overboard. They blew them out by – They ran the score up, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, there was another incident where LeBron, it was Kendrick and Pierce and LeBron came in, LeBron's, you know, said, what's up to Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins, you know, hugged each other and then completely just ghosted, uh, Paul Pierce walked right past him, pretended like he didn't even exist. So clearly there's some sort of animosity between both players. And you could tell like when, when the other commentators were like coming at him about it, he just would not, would not give LeBron James any love whatsoever. And I think that that that's that's kind of lame, personally. Neither does, a, neither does Hakeem Noah. I remember Hakeem Noah was like that with LeBron. Yeah, like he hate like he hates Cleveland and and LeBron. But it's funny about Paul Pierce, like he's had a pretty bad post career. Oh my like god, an, he's like an analyst on ESPN. I remember when Dwayne Wade was getting his farewell tool. Yeah, <laughs> farewell, fair, farewell tool. Well, <laughs> farewell tour. Tour. Yeah, there uh, it is. he had some comments, kind of like I had a better career than Dwayne Wade, and yeah. I didn't have a farewell tour. <laughs> He's out <laughs> of his like, mind, man. But you know, it's funny. It's like you you might have had a better career than Dwayne Wade. That's up for debate, I guess. I don't think but, so. Well, I know what's something that's not up for debate is your is your popular popularity in the league. Dwayne Wade 
It's just one of those players who resonated better with fans than Paul Pierce ever did. Uh, I don't. I think you can argue that Dwayne Wade in his prime, maybe I think like in terms of longevity, Paul Pierce is probably better in the sport for longer. Um, but you weren't the you weren't the fan favorite compared to Dwayne Wade. So no, and and your post career has almost tarnished. You almost tarnished what you what you did. You Paul Pierce during your regular career. I don't know if you remember the game where he was taken off the court with a quote-unquote ankle issue or whatever. You know, he was carted off the court in a wheelchair and all that stuff. Came and back. His, last year, he said that he didn't have an injury, that he basically shit his pants. <laughs> wow. So, like, I, I, I mean, you just like, I don't know. Like, like you saw in the last dance, you saw players who have no respect for, who hate Michael Jordan, but they still gave him his due. They still said he's the greatest of all time. I'm not saying that Paul Pierce has to say, oh, it's Michael Jordan is the greatest and LeBron is the greatest adjacent. No, you could say Michael, Kobe, put him number five on that list, but he's definitely top five. Nine finals appearances. I know that he's only won, what, like four of them, three or four of them. That's regardless of the fact the guy's the most dominating force in the NBA post Kobe Bryant, and you got to give him his due for that. So um, Paul Pierce, STFU, dog. I want to say one more thing about Paul Pierce that I'm actually probably never going to defend Paul Pierce ever again. In his last game at Boston, when he was in the Clippers, Mm -hmm. I had a parlay ticket that day. It was like one of those insane tickets where I had like six teams over and under, all that shit, push spreads, whatever. And I needed I needed the Celtics to win by three, I think. And they were up by four. It was one of those situations. It was Paul Pierce's last game in Boston. So I think the game was good the way it was. And then they just pretty much hand the ball to Paul Pierce. Everybody clears out of the way, and this guy just drains a three-pointer, completely ruining <laughs> my ticket. <laughs> Fuck you, Paul Pierce. <laughs> that was that was three years ago. Oh, I'm still man. not over it. But, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is that, that if he continues to say things like this, he's only going to get more airtime on ESPN because I'm telling you, you have they to like go that, on Twitter yeah. and search Paul Pierce. It's everywhere. And it's some of the posts are hilarious. Um yep. So, yeah, I think that's it. That's all we got for today. Those are all our headlines. And we'll see you guys mañana. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to check out the podcast version of this. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WT The Show. And that's it. Luis. Peace. Peace.